Hey, podcast people. We are so excited to announce that our next road show is going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's right. We're coming to the Paps Theater on April 9th, and you will not want to miss this show because our very important puzzlers are musicians Amy Mann and Ted Leo. So for tickets, just head to papstheater.org. That's P-A-B-S-T theater.org. And if you would like to throw your hat in the ring and be a contestant, compete on our Ask Me Another stage, just send an email to askmeanother at npr.org. From NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and you might want to grab a snack, because in this hour, we're serving up some of our favorite games that have to do with food. It's like the Hunger Games, except with fewer violent murders and more terrible puns. And joining me on this culinary puzzle adventure is the man who's always cooking with fire, our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. Yes, and Afira, I have to apologize for it being so hot in here. I don't know why I brought my grill. <laughs> is that? Are you a barbecue? Is that why you have travel with your grill and guitar? I, well, I'm always cooking with fire, so I need to have my grill with me at all times. That's right. Do you have a favorite food, like something that someone would make you on a special occasion? Oh, yeah, like of? my go-to special food? Yeah, your go-to special food. Yeah, yeah, cereal. Cereal. Oh, like, like, are you a special cereal, like some handmade muesli with almond milk or something no. like that? No, just breakfast cereal out of a box. Any kind of box cereal is fine. It's, it's delicious. It's Honestly, it's the perfect way to start a day. Oh, yeah, just right out of the box. Breakfast of champions. That's right. And it's also a perfect way to start a show, which is why we have dug way back into our archives to bring you something from our raw pilot season. Ooh, raw. Raw. Puzzle guru Noah Tarno leads us in a poetic game called Breakfast Cereal Haikus. We have Adam Hussein and Carla DeVries. Hello. So, Carla, I am told through my intense research department uh, that you work at the Met Museum. That is my favorite job on the planet that I could imagine. So what do you do at the Met? I work on the jewelry that goes in the gift shop. Oh, nice. Fun. Everyone's like, ooh, what's your discount? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And what's your favorite thing about working at the Met? Any, do you get to go behind the scenes? I do. Um, Lots of behind the scenes. I've gotten to touch real artwork. I thought you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you're not, but behind the scenes, everyone's touching things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Have you ever licked Van Gogh's ear before? (laughs) Amazing. And Adam Hussein. Hello, Adam. Hello. Now, I'm really into this idea that you have a crazy hobby. Uh, I do. I do uh, aerial dance. Uh, there's a uh, workout space in uh, Bushwick called House of Yes, where I go, and it's a uh, three stories high ceiling, and we attach fabric to the ceiling and climb up. It's a great workout, and occasionally I get to uh, fall from the top, rolling down and dancing up there. That sounds crazy. Do you have a special move, like that's the Adam Hussein move? Yes, the uh, double ankle drop. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. You just... <laughs> You, you wrap both your ankles together and you just sort of let go like you were in a bungee cord, but you're just sort of snapping back. Good. You guys are you're risk takers, which <laughs> makes you good quiz people. Especially for this next quiz, because it is about haikus, or has to do with haikus. Adam and Carla, I don't know if either of you have ever studied at a Shinto temple in Japan. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> but if you have, it might come in handy. Because this game is called Breakfast Cereal Haiku. If you know or if you don't know, a haiku is a classic Japanese-style poem of three lines, exactly 17 syllables. Five, seven, and five. 
Now, I am going to read to you some haiku about various breakfast cereals. For each one, all you have to do is name the cereal brand. For example, trio of spokes imps, a most loquacious breakfast when you pour on milk. Ophira? Ding. Yes. Uh, that would be Rice Krispies. That would be Rice Krispies. Who doesn't know their spokes imps? Who doesn't know their spokes imps? Snap crack. Who doesn't know what loquacious means? <laughs> so basically, that's it. Contestants, ring in when or if you know the answer. Whoever gets more right moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. A scoop of dried fruit. A second scoop of dried fruit. Plus. <laughs> Digestive Flakes. I believe it was Carla. Raisin Bran? Raisin Bran is correct. Well done. All right, next one. Yellow, pillow-shaped. Spokesperson from the high seas rubs the palate raw. Yes, Carla again. (laughs) Captain Crunch? I'm going to give it to you. It's Cap'n oh, Crunch. Cap'n. But we will give you He's trying to Captain Crunch. <laughs> He's not really a captain. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Petite crunchy rings. Flavored with insect product plus edible seeds. Was it Carla Ophira? It was Adam. It was Adam this time. Adam. Honey Nut Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios, yes. It's a honey of an O. Not... Ordinary, and the symbol for thousand, hawked to dieters. Yes, Adam. Special K. Special K, indeed. Fiend in a black cape. I want to see if Carla can get this. Count Chocula? Count Chocula is right! That, one, that one's not quite a haiku, it's a high. Just the first, uh, first line. All right. Based on candy bar. Really? That was Adam. Adam. Uh, Reese's peanut butter crunch? It's not really what it's called, but we're going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reese's puffs, they are called. We will give it to you. Based on candy bar, chocolate, and jelly's pal. All right, I should uh, mention right now that the score is tied. It is tied. <laughs> when it comes to cereals, we know what's going on. Yes. That's right. We have a cereal situation. Scary neon hues. Green and some weird shade of orange. What fruit looks like this? Carla. Applejacks? Applejacks is right. <laughs> That means, in a very close game, Carla Carla wins. Well done. And sticking with our theme, if I said Natalie Portman toast, you might think that I'm ordering brunch at one of those celebrity-themed restaurants, because that dish, I believe, would uh, would be a small portion but so adorable. Adorable toast, yes. And what you are actually referring to is a game that we have devised that has to do with a fancy French word, portmanteau. Oh. And what is a portmanteau, you ask? Well, it is, of course, a word sandwich. 
A word sandwich. A kind of a word sandwich, yeah. Mm, we'll let our VIP comedian Liz Winsett explain, and she will provide some of her own homemade examples, along with our puzzle guru, Will Hines. Let's say hello to our next two contestants, Diane Nora and Jim Quinlan. Liz, we know you're a huge word fan. In your essays, you like to make up portmanteaus, which is where you combine two words to make a new word, like smog, which combines smoke and fog. I did not make that up. <laughs> no, your words are much funnier, like uh, anticipointment. Yes, anticipointment. That's a really good word. That is when, basically, it happens a lot on those entertainment shows that are on in the evening. Does Tom Cruise have an affair with John Travolta? And then they come back from commercial. It's like, no, no, not at all. That actually is not what's happening. And you're like, wow, that disappointment of that was really intense. So, well, you've inspired us to make up our own kind of portmanteaus, and this game is called Natalie Portman Toast. Because we're asking you to combine a famous figure's name with a food item. Hooray! <laughs> Puzzle girl Will Hines, can you please give us an example? I can. Uh, so, contestants, if I said, this star of the 40-year-old virgin greatly enjoys putting a vinegary condiment on his hot dogs, the answer would be Steve Carellish, <laughs> which is Steve Carell plus relish. So remember, it's the famous person's name first, and then the last syllable of the person's name will blend into the food item. Quoth the author of the poem The Raven, make my traditional New Orleans sandwich on French bread with fried shrimp and oysters. Diane. Edgar Allan Poe boy. That is correct. <laughs> it's a fried dream within a breaded dream. <laughs> Buried underneath your floorboards. Though she may dress in raw meat, the flamboyant singer of Poker Face favors this cold tomato-based Spanish vegetable soup. Lady Gaga Spacho. Why, yes it is! Well done, Jim. After this man wrote the musical Phantom of the Opera, he celebrated with a tortilla wrap filled with meat, beans, and rice. Jim. Andrew Lloyd Weberito. <laughs> yes, that is right. The music of the nachos is a side dish that goes with that. All right. The number of times a day you can see this actor play Lenny Briscoe on reruns of Law and Order is about how many layers there are in this sweet Mediterranean pastry made from phyllo dough and honey. Diane. Jerry or baklava? Yes! Nice! This Grammy winner might be the only person who adds black-eyed peas to this fruit salad made from coconut, pineapple, mandarin oranges, and mini marshmallows. Did you have hippie parents, both of you? I did not. No. Hmm, that's a problem. Health-conscious parents? They enjoy ambrosia. Yeah. <laughs> they do? They do enjoy ambrosia. And then would they enjoy any oh, of the song oh, stylings? You away. did it. You did it. Diane? Will I ambrosia? <laughs> There's no I in team. There's no I in team. They just hugged. <laughs> 
This actor promised Optimus Prime he wouldn't let the Decepticons get hold of the recipe for this French stew made with braised beef in red wine. Shia LaBouillon? Oh, oh, Marge, no. <laughs> Diane, no, that is incorrect. Shia LaBouffe? Shia LaBouffe Bégagnon! Uh, I don't eat meat. Bouffe Bégagnon! <laughs> Diane doesn't eat meat, so she wants to be excused from the beef <laughs> questions. Well, well, how'd it work out? Uh, this is very close, but our winner is Diane. Diane, congratulations. That was a tight game and a hard one. Huge round of applause for these two contestants. After the break, we'll play one of my favorite games where we use authentic Yelp reviews to quiz Bon Appetit's editor-in-chief Adam Rappaport on how the 99% eats. Plus, we'll make Jonathan Colton's music food dreams come true. So stick around for the dessert menu. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another, and there are lots of other NPR podcasts you'd love, like TED Radio Hour, hosted by Guy Raz. TED Radio Hour is a journey through fascinating ideas, astonishing inventions, fresh approaches to old problems, and new ways that they can create. Listen to it. It's fantastic. Find it now on iTunes under Podcasts. listening to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and this week we are reheating some of our favorite food-related games. That's right. Just like leftovers, food-related games taste even better on the second day. Mm, once they've been sitting in the fridge and they get to all marinate together. Delicious, the delicious. Spices. In this next game, we took the man who's dined at some of the finest restaurants in the world, editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit magazine, Adam Rappaport. Yes, and we pitted him against his natural opponent, a competitive eater. Have you ever done that? Uh, not on purpose, no. <laughs> well, if you were going to eat anything, well, just a lot of anything. Yeah. What, what do you think you could pull off? Cereal. <laughs> Welcome to Ask Me Another. Well, I'm glad to be here. So my first question is about the word foodie because I thought it was fine. But it turns out on this show, I asked people about being a foodie and they were, said it, it was insulting and outdated. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's kind of – it's one of, and also people are always like, oh, my God, my friend is like a total foodie. Or my friend is a huge foodie. It's never just foodie. It's always like a huge foodie. Oh, my God, my cousin, such a foodie. Um, yeah, why can't you just eat food? Like, I like to eat food. Well, no way. I eat food every day also. What do you call someone with an adventurous palate? Literally, when I, I started Bon Appetit a couple years ago, and I was like, all right, we're not using the word foodie ever again. And everyone's like, well, what are we going to use? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, hmm, I don't, a food lover, uh, food, food, lover. In, food enthusiast. So the irony is that there's not a great alternative. Okay, we're still working on one. Yeah, you're That's a person. What... You eat food every day. You know, what's wrong with that? Do you think it's an exciting time in food right now as a country? It's insane how far we've come and how sort of high the standards have risen in terms of, um, A, the 
quality ingredients that you can buy. There was no such thing as arugula growing up, you no. know? Like, wild mushrooms didn't exist. Um, you know, there's so many things we take for granted now and, like, good coffee, all that stuff. And not only can, is it much more accessible, um, but because of the internet, uh, <laughs> it's, you can, no matter where you are, you know what's going on elsewhere in the country in terms of if you're a cook or a chef, you, you know what's going on at different, you know, from food blogs to restaurant menus, like, it's yeah. You have no excuse not to be eating well these days. I think, and it's it's kind of fascinating, and I think it's awesome. So, how does it work with food trends? Now, you used mm. to uh, be the fashion editor at GQ, style editor, style editor. Yeah, we call it in, in the men's business. We call it style. All right, we don't call it fashion. I, I get it. No yeah. foodie, big, no fashion. Big, big, big I get difference. it. Yes. I get it. Uh, so, but, so does. Food trends, does that work in any similar way to fashion trends? Is this? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, it always starts somewhere. And I think maybe sometimes with food, it's a little bit easier to trace um, who sort of like was the first person to put something on the menu, whether it's Brussels sprouts, for instance, that you see everywhere. Pork belly, that exploded. Yes, pork belly. Um, yeah, you, you can generally trace it back to a particular chef um, most of the time. You know, the pork everything, for instance. Uh you know, and I think and a lot of it is just, I think it because people like it. I think there are certain things like pork belly and Brussels sprouts that they're good. Um, there are other trends, like the whole foraging thing, and it's like, okay, it's interesting. Do I really want moss on my plate? Um, right, how many people enjoy yes. this? It's, like, it's one thing for like, the foodie elites sure. and, and us food writers to write about something, but you know, does it really catch on on a much broader scale? Now, are you more of a classic, you know, just give me like a rustic piece of bread and a great bowl of pasta? Or do you like people injecting <laughs> needles into um, their... Uh, no, you know, honestly, it's like I always, you know, if I had to eat one cuisine, I always say it would be Italian because if you eat Italian food, I never think of it as a cuisine. It's like, all right, let's take good ingredients, whether uh, it's tomatoes, whether it's mushrooms, whether it's pasta, whether it's bread, whether it's steak, whether it's fish... And cook it simply with some olive oil and salt. And that's good ingredients that are speaking for themselves. Um, and I think I've always sort of leaned that way. So you don't, you don't like the laboratory? If I had Bunsen burners and some Erlenmeyer no, flasks in my no, kitchen? No, I mean, that annoys me. Especially when they – I don't want, like, a waiter to lecture me. So I have to explain <laughs> to me how to eat something. And it's just like, oh, dude, just, like, stop. I'm, like, I'm trying to have fun here. Like, stop telling me what to do. Like, right. that drives me nuts. Okay, so now based on that, when we were trying to think of a prize that you would provide our, the winner of the show, the grand prize winner. One million dollars. One million dollars. You said yes. Uh, but the prize we had before that, we were like, oh, we, maybe the winner could call you from a restaurant and tell, tell you what they're eating, and then you would suggest a wine pairing. And you were like, yeah. absolutely not. Yes. I have a problem with pontificating about gravelly undertones and raspberry overtones. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Just order the bottle of wine you like. Thank you. Apparently, I struck a chord. So you're in a new place. You've never been to some city, and you're going to go out for lunch, let's say. Are you, would you just go out there and take a shot or make a mistake, or would you go on Yelp? Are you a Yelp uh, lover? No, definitely not Yelp. No Yelping. No. Like, well, I, they, I don't want to be like, I went to this place for my anniversary, and it was just, like, they service. I was like, dude, what are you, uh, get, get a life. I mean, I don't understand people who comment on Yelp. I don't understand people who trust Yelp. I'm happy to go on the record of, like, I do not like that site. Quote me on that one, please. 
Uh, I can tell you have strong opinions, Adam. I like it, uh, which makes me think that you're going to be a very good contestant, mm. a competitor. I might not have good knowledge, though. That's okay. Yes. I think you'll be surprised. Are you willing to take a little Ask Me Another Challenge? Yes, ma'am, I am. Fantastic. How about a hand for our VIP, Adam Rappaport? VIP. Let's welcome back our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Mary Tobler. We're happy to welcome back from our game, We're Not Gonna Bake It, competitive eater, Badlands Booker. What's good, everybody? So, Adam, you regularly eat at the fanciest restaurants in the country, but what do you know about how the 99% eat? We're going to find out. Jonathan and I are going to read reviews from Yelp.com. Oh, wow. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And they are of major restaurant chains across America. You have to guess which ones these are. And we've condensed the reviews significantly, but they are actual reviews. And we should say that the opinions in these reviews in no way reflect our feelings, or NPRs for that matter, about food or the restaurants mentioned. (laughs) The breadsticks are good, of course. Their television commercial is misleading because with any entree you get either salad or soup. Not both, the only the salad is unlimited, not the soup. This is a travesty. That person knows the definition of travesty, clearly. Also, their unlimited soup and salad deal is a bit of a sham because you can get unlimited soup but only of one specific flavor. (laughs) This is also a crime against humanity. (laughs) Adam. I'm going to go with Olive Garden. (laughs) Yes. But just to let everyone know, we called the Olive Garden, and they said officially that you can switch soups <laughs> in the unlimited deal, and that you can technically get unlimited soup with any entree, even though they don't advertise that. This place is basically just a glorified Arby's, <laughs> where the nice lady in the red and white shirt with flair brings you your food and refills your iced tea. But yeah, I am a fan of the stuffed potato skins. I'm not ashamed to admit I enjoy the occasional Sesame Jack chicken strip. (laughs) To be honest, I celebrate the entire appetizer catalog. (laughs) In the words of my man Kanye, I don't care what none of y'all say, I still love her. Badlands. I'm going to take a stab and say it's it's Wendy's. No, it's not Wendy's. Adam. I'm going to say Yeezy would say TGI Fridays. That's right, TGI Fridays. The red, the red and white striped shirt, yeah, man. That's Come right. on. That's right. That's old school. That's Fridays. Yeah, Fridays. the appetizer catalog. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. This place was perfectly fine. I really wanted their Aussie cheese fries, which are so good you don't need to eat anything else. Sandra got some sort of lobster steak combo deal. And I got a California chicken salad. We had a kind of big dude southern waiter. I tried to joke around with him, but he wasn't really having it. It was St. Patrick's Day. Someone had to be wheeled out on a stretcher when we first came in. So maybe he was stressed out about that. Badlands. That's Outback's Day. That is Outback. (laughs) 
I love the authority. It's out back. There was no doubt on that answer. All right, this is your last question. Our server, Michaela, was dressed in a sailor's costume, and her timing was perfect. But the food here is absolutely awful. My date and I just let our food sit on the table and enjoyed an exciting football game. When I got home, my mother couldn't believe I took a date there. It's the saddest sentence in the world. Neither can I. However, there's something so appealing about drinks, bar food, scantily clad waitresses, and a great game on TV. God bless this restaurant! Badlands. It's gotta be Hooters. It sure does. Oh, man. He's too quick. Too quick. Mary, uh, what what happened in that game? It was so close, it was actually a tie. Are you gentlemen ready for a tiebreaker? Yes, yes we are. Here we go. This place is good, but I hate the cilantro rice. You can ask for plain white rice instead. I had the fajita burrito... It was the size of my head. Adam? Oh, boy. I know it's one of two, and the question is, mm, chilies? No, I'm sorry. Oh! Badlands for the win. Badlands, do you know what it is? Um, da-da-da-da-da-da. What's that? Dog on legs. <laughs> Dog on it. He's finding his way. He's finding his way. He's got a method of ah. it. Oh, Adam, you... Can I butt it? I don't know. Can I try another? <laughs> I don't see why not. I get... I, Badlands, maybe... Do you want to make a um, guess first? Um, um, it's not chi cheese, is it? No, uh, it's not chi cheese. Cilantro rice? Oh, wait, wait. It's not chipotle. Chipotle! Yeah. Yeah. I got it with cilantro rice. I like the cilantro rice there. It's good. I think we can say in all fairness that you're both winners. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> But that was a blast. Thank you so much, Badlands, for being a fantastic competitor. Badlands. And having a huge round of applause for our VIP, Adam Rappaport. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake all of those tourists covered with oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp that begin to boil Wasting away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost shaker of salt Some people claim that there's a woman to blame But I know it's nobody's fault Jonathan Coulton Continuing in this puzzle feast, this next game is one of our favorite types of word games, the mashup. Puzzle guru Art Chung leads us round with contestants Justin Ober and John Woods. John, quick question for you. What is your guilty pleasure music to listen to? 
Oh, I listen to um, the top 100 of every year on the Billboard charts. So I, I go through the 1 to 100, I rank them, and I just go from there, really. <laughs> go from there, like, into life? <laughs> That's incredible. I, I move on to the next year. Yes. I, start, I started from 1980. No, I understand. Okay. <laughs> Justin, what is your guilty pleasure? Folk, I guess. Folk, you guess? Sure, I yeah. like that. Art, what's our next game? Ophira, our next game is called Soft Rock Cafe. We're going to give you clues about familiar musicians inserted into the names of popular restaurant chains. You have to come up with the combined phrase. For example, if we said, this R&B trio that spun off from New Edition might think that girl is poison, but their Chalupa Supreme is the bomb, you would say, Taco Bell Biv DeVoe. Appreciative groans from the audience. I know, when the example gets an applause break. Yeah. If you've been a bad, bad girl, a criminal even, no matter, everyone's welcome at this neighborhood bar and grill. Justin. Fiona Applebee's? Fiona Applebee's. The most beautiful riblets are there. The most beautiful. It's 3 a.m. and you must be lonely. And you're also probably hungry for two tacos, a junior bacon cheeseburger, and curly fries from a certain West Coast favorite. But hey, don't let the clown push you around. John. Um, match Jack in the Box 20s. 20? Yes, Jack in the Matchbox 20. <laughs> Do you remember what year they made it on the top 100? They had one number one in 99, bent. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> You've been roaming around, always looking down, and you know that you could use somebody, or at least a whopper. John. Burger Kings of Leon. Burger Kings of Leon, correct. <laughs> Before this indie giant started rocking the suburbs on his own, you'd be sure to find him and his miscounted trio hanging at this minimalist burger chain that started in the Washington, D.C. area. John? Something Five Guys. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Ben Folds Five Guys? Ben Folds Five Guys is correct, yes. Although I'm a big fan of the Something Five myself. <laughs> they sang that song, I Want Something Something Back, right? You've been holding back the years and the butter. And though this House of Crustaceans may be more popular than the 80s British band named here, if you don't know it by now, you will never, never, never know. John. Simply Red Lobster. Simply Red Lobster, yes. So you've been driving around town with a girl I love, and I'm like, pluck you. At least that's what a certain R&B star might say if the colonel took his gal. Justin. KFC Low. That's correct. Justin, not quite enough. John's our winner. Ring, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Hello, ring. hello. Oh, hi, I'm wondering if I can be a contestant on your show. Oh, would you like to play from the comfort of your own home? Yes, can I do that over the telephone? Absolutely. Just hang up and send us an email to askmeanother at npr.org.
Coming up, Jonathan Colton will serenade us with some tasty tunes. Plus, we'll go back to a final round that is all about the cornerstone of every model's diet, water. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. And this week, we are sampling some of our favorite food-themed games. I'm here with singer-sous chef Jonathan Colton. I usually say singer-songwriter, but that is fine. I actually am very good at chopping vegetables, FYI. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. How are you with sauces? Uh, I'm okay with sauces. I'm better with... uh, My knife skills are pretty good, though. It <laughs> sounds creepier than I intended. It does sound creepier. Yeah. Uh, we're we're about to uh, serve you a delicious amuse bouche. Oh, our next game sounds delicious. In fact, that's what it's called. That's the name of the game. Oh, it sounds delicious. No, it's the name of the game is sounds delicious with puzzle guru Greg Pliska. This next game is called sounds delicious, and when I think of delicious, I think music game. Right, Jonathan? Yes. Yes, you do. That's because you know me. If there's one thing I love as much as music, it's food. And if there's another thing, it's songs about food. And if there were a third thing, it would be games about songs about food. I dream about games about songs about food. (laughs) And apparently I love a lot of things. Those are just three of them. Okay, well, you're going to love our next two contestants. Denise Huth and Ryan Finelli. Denise and Ryan, you have a lot in common. You both share a profession. You're both high school chemistry teachers, and you both share a bed. Yes! (laughs) That we do. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Boyfriend, girlfriend, live together? We do live together, yes. All right, so who? how long have you been living together? Uh, A couple months. Denise, how's it going? Okay. Uh Uh (laughs) What is one improvement you'd like to give Ryan over the radio? Oh, man. (laughs) I think he should learn to use the Swiffer. Whoa! <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> Ryan, get out of there, man. Get out of there. <laughs> Ryan, I would ask what's thing, one thing you would give Denise, but I don't think you have any requests. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're going to be fine. <laughs> well, in this game, you two lovers will be mashing up songs that feature foods in their titles with the names of actual foods. So first I'm going to play part of a song, then Ophira will give you a clue to a food. You will need to remember both the title of the song and the food, and then combine them. You are confused because this is confusing. (laughs) I'm going to give you an example right now. Here's how it works. Cheeseburger in paradise, heaven on earth with an onion slice. Not too particular, not too precise, I'm just a... Cheeseburger in paradise. And then I'm going to give you a food clue. A pretty cool basic building block of a salad. So when you combine the song (laughs) title with the food, the answer is obviously cheeseburger in paradiseburg lettuce. Okay. Each clue is going to take about 25 minutes to get (laughs) through. We have granola bars and bananas. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) 
This is what they call a driveway moment. If you have a very long driveway. I know your brains are exploding right now. Just remember, in every answer, the title of the song will come first, and then the food will be added at the end at a certain syllabic pivot point. Forget it. You're, it's a fulcrum. You're doomed. It's not going to work. The song and the food will overlap in some way. Everybody's going to have a great time. Here we go. Here's your first song. I know a guy who's tough but sweet He's so fine he can't be beat He's got everything that I desire Set summer sun on fire I want this thing And here's your food clue A Halloween confection that kind of tastes like wax Denise I want candy corn Yes! Yeah, see? And we were so worried. (laughs) Living is easy with eyes closed. Misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. It doesn't matter much to me. Let me take you down. Cause I'm going to Here's your food clue A round breakfast bread with a hole in it That incorporates all the flavors in the world Ryan Strawberry Fields for Everything Bagel Yes! Brilliant! Feeling pretty good right now, both of you Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of this fruit. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of this fruit. These fruits come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. Food clue. It's a dish that features a type of mollusk found on land. French land, specifically. Ryan. Peach escargot? Yes! Love is like a bomb, baby, come on, get it on. Living like a lover with a red eye phone. Looking like a tramp, like a video vamp. Demolition woman, can I be your man? Hey! Take the bottle, shake it up. Break the bubble. This soy-based broth is typically served before sushi. (laughs) They are thinking... Oh. Ryan. Is it pour some sugar on miso soup? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Take a minute. (laughs) All right, this is your last clue. Call my baby Jonathan Colton, tell you why. Because he's sweeter than an apple pie. When he does a shaky rock and dance Man, I haven't got a chance I call him Jonathan Colton Jonathan Colton, oh Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Jonathan Colton, Jonathan Colton, oh Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Jonathan Colton, Jonathan Colton, oh Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Jonathan Colton Thanks, everybody. Here's your food clue. This bite-sized fried seafood dish is popular at Red Lobster. 
Denise. Lollipopcorn shrimp? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. Ryan is our winner. Congratulations, Ryan. You are going to our final round coming at the end of the show. They hug. See, they still they? love each they other. Oh, that's wonderful. Other. He's going out to buy a Swiffer right now. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to really hard games like the souffle of the puzzle world, it's definitely an anagram game. That's the true test of any puzzler. And and honestly, either you got it or you don't. That's right. It never gets easier, except for we thought maybe it would be easier if we did them about food. No, it's not an easier. (laughs) No, it's not. But when you do it right, you feel very full. But let's see how our contestants Blake Olmsted and Mark Kujowski fare along with puzzle guru John Chinesky. Uh, Well, our next game is called Crisp Game Arenas. And now I've learned something. That's when the title of the game doesn't make any sense. It's because we're talking about anagrams. That's right. In this case, Crisp Game Arenas is what you get when you rearrange the letters to make recipe anagrams. You both are smiling, which means that you're ready. So contestants in this game, you have to identify the culinary dish based on its anagram. As a hint, we'll give you a list of its main ingredients. For example, if we said ski trip secretaries made of marshmallows, rice cereal, and butter, you would say, oh, of course, Rice Krispies treats. Good luck. You're going to need it. (laughs) Nasal comics made with clams, lemon juice, breadcrumbs, and bacon. Mark. Clams Casino? That is correct. A conceited truffle made with flat pasta, Parmesan cheese, and butter. Flat pasta, Parmesan cheese. Blake. Fettuccine Alfredo. Yes, indeed it is. Very gratifying coming up with these answers, isn't it, right? Yeah, it feels feels intense. A ham I lack a knit sack made with chicken, tomatoes, and yogurt. Mark. Chicken tiki marsala. I say we take it, yes. Yeah, I say we're going to take it. Chicken tikka marsala. Dough, no neck crucible. Made with chicken breast, ham, and Swiss cheese. Mark. Chicken uh, cordon bleu? Chicken cordon bleu is correct. Benign elf towel. (laughs) Beef tenderloin, mushrooms, and puff pastry. Mark. Um, I, I can picture it. Um, it's, my mother Des- made it last it Christmas. <laughs> She's going to kill me. Blake wants uh, you to give him all the details. <laughs> How about if I told you that uh, this dish defeated Napoleon? Or is a uh, city in New Zealand? What, beef, beef Wellington. Beef yes. Wellington. Congratulations, Mark. You are going to be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. I can cook a little, but it's not a lot to shout about. It's kind of mean cuisine. So I eat out. Hey, they know me at the Greek and the chicken, the Italian, the Indian, too. They all say 
Here comes that sad American man again. What are we gonna do? Well, you can put me in the table in the corner in the back unless you got one in the telephone booth. I'm here and I'm alone again. It's sad, but it's the truth. No, I'm not expecting anyone. Is that beyond belief? Give me a take. Take away the candle. Never mind the aperitif. I can cook a little, but it's not a lot to shout about. It's kind of mean cuisine. So I eat out. We all have heard that thing that you're supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day, but most of us don't do it. Lucky for you, listening to this next game, a final round based around aquatic terminology, sort of counts as one of those glasses. And I know some of you out there are listening very closely to the show and taking notes as you go. I just want to warn you, don't be alarmed when you hear some different contestants' voices. This is a favorites episode, and we are giving you a taste from several different shows. Puzzle guru John Chinesky leads these contestants in our Ask Me One More final round. Now we are going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from We Hate Bagginses, Bruce Schwartz. From What Month Is It Anyway, Saul Himes. From Just In Time Impressions, Rich Steves. From Common Denominators, Annalie Fannin. And from the Disney Wrong Book, Jason Samuels. Puzzle Guru John Chinesky, can you please crown our winner? This final round is called Waterlogged. In this round, every correct answer will be a word, phrase, or proper noun that contains the name of a body of water or waterway. For example, if we said, she starred in the John Waters movie Hairspray before becoming a TV talk show host, you would say Ricky Lake. Remember, every answer contains the name of some sort of body of water or waterway. Here we go. Bruce. In 1971, Starbucks opened its first coffee house in this Pacific Northwest city. Seattle? Seattle is correct, yes. Saul. He directed all three Transformers movies. Michael Bay? Michael Bay's right. Rich. This company makes the Cran Energy Cranberry Juice Drink. Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray's right. Anna Lee. James Vanderbeek played the title character on this WB teen drama series. Dawson's Creek. That's right, Dawson's Creek. Jason. This actor who starred in the movie Stand By Me had a brother named Joaquin. River Phoenix. Yes. River Phoenix. Bruce. You do this with your remote control when there's nothing good on TV. Three seconds. Channel Surf. Yes, Channel Surf. Got it in. Good. Saul. Known in medicine as the auditory meatus, you'll often find a lot of wax in it. The external ear canal. Ear canal is right. Very good. Very good, doctor. Thank you. Doctor, doctor. Uh, Thank you, doctor. External ear canal. External, yes. Not to be confused with any other ear canal. Okay. Show off. Rich. Rich, this legendary comedian hosts Fashion Police on E. Uh, three seconds. Rich, step aside for now. Let's see if Annalie knows. And Annalie, this legendary comedian hosts Fashion Police on E. Three seconds. 
Annalise, step aside. Let's see if Jason knows it. Jason. Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers is correct. We have to say goodbye to Annalie and Rich. All right. Bruce, this thoroughbred was the subject of a best-selling nonfiction book and a 2003 film starring Tobey Maguire and Jeff Bridges. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit is right. Saul, it's the school that Slater, Zack, and Screech attended on Saved by the Bell. Bayside High? Yes, Bayside High School. Wow. Jason, this outdoor sports magazine is sometimes abbreviated as F&S. Three seconds. Jason, step aside. Let's see if Bruce knows what it is. F&S, Bruce? Field and Stream. Field and Stream is right. Thank you, Jason. We're down to two. We're down to Bruce and Saul, and it's Saul's turn. Saul. To commemorate an infamous event in American history, this day is observed every December 7th. Three seconds. Step aside, Saul. Let's see if Bruce knows it. Bruce, do you know? Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl Harbor Day. And yes, Bruce, you are our grand winner. Way to go. Thank you, Saul. Stick a fork in us because we're done. That's all the time we have for this favorites episode. But if you're hungry for more, you can join us for a game anytime, anyplace by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Our house musician was Jonathan Colton. Hey, his name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon. Our puzzle gurus were John Chinesky, Noah Tarno, Mary Tobler, and Greg Pliska. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. Narc thug. With additional puzzle writing by Noah Tarno, Karen Lurie, Josiah Madigan, James Ramsey, and Kyle Beakley. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogeson. Rhinos Jog So. John Asante. Hat No Jeans. Eleanor Kagan. An Orange Lake. And our intern, Annabelle Bacon. An ABBA clone. Along with Portia robertson Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Paul Ruest, Damon Whittemore, Noriko Akabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, comedian Mike Birbiglia unintentionally writes us a promo. The thing about Ask Me Another is that (laughs) it's not just a game. It's a place where we learn. Yeah. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, and our VIP Mike Birbiglia on NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, trivia, and so much more. Hey, you're still listening. You are the best. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another. And there are a lot of other very cool NPR podcasts you'd love, like TED Radio Hour, hosted by Guy Raz. TED Radio Hour is a journey through fascinating ideas, astonishing inventions, fresh approaches to old problems, and new ways to think and create. Listen to it. It's fantastic. Find it now on iTunes under Podcasts.